Hey everybody, welcome to Take Action, the very first installment of our weekly podcast for developing a roadmap to growing your business. We discuss topics related to marketing and professional development for entrepreneurs and those looking to enhance their professional profile. I'm your host, Rob Richardson, CEO and marketing strategist with Dino Marketing, a business marketing and coaching firm for small business in the Houston area. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's college football bowl season if you're a football fan, college football fan. And, and during this time of year, we experience what I call the carousel of coaching. Many coaches leave or are fired uh, from the positions that they're in, whether it be head coaching, offensive or defensive coordinator. And they're moving to different universities. They're being offered new lucrative uh, contracts uh, that entice them to move to a different role. Well, my Oklahoma Sooners took a loss, a tough loss which ended their season to a very good Alabama team. Hats off to Alabama and Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. Anyone ever feel like, though, that Nick Saban could run for president? Uh, Seven national championships uh, under his belt and vying for an eighth and probably win, you know, considering the job he's done with the Crimson Tide. Just an outstanding job of recruiting, coaching, and mentoring young athletes all around. One thing about college football, though, is that it transcends into the business world. Because let's face it, college football on its face is a business. As much as we try to make it about the student athlete, and I was one, so I understand both sides. But this is a business. When you factor in alumni boosters and the demand to win, it brings about a change at the head coaching position for many of these high-profile D1 programs, where it's win at all costs. And we experienced it here in the Houston market just recently. Over the weekend, there a story broke about Major Applewhite possibly being fired from his position for uh, two subpar seasons as coach after taking over for Tom Herman, who had uh, two very, very successful seasons before he moved on to the University of Texas for a better-paying opportunity. Uh, Major Applewhite was fired. He, he was let go by the university for uh, two, again, two subpar seasons going. Uh, actually, the university put out um, a statement when he was hired that eight and four was substandard and that they it would be unacceptable for any coach to do that and that they would be fired. Uh, and who would take that on his face value? So the standard set at the University of Houston is is apparently 10 and two, which is which is uh, what was found in, in, in news reports. Change. We have change that's taking place now uh, as they look for a new coach. But when we talk about change at that level, a head coach in that position, it can have a negative or positive impact on the direction that the program goes in. And that's change for any business or any or any individual uh, can can have an impact on their brand image or their personal image. And it could be good. It can be bad. But what's one way that we can impact directly or immediately within our profession uh, whether it be sales, uh, whether we own our own business, what's one way that we can have an immediate impact on growing our business, our clientele, or increasing and having more leads and more sales come in? We're on the eve of a new year, 2019, and many of us are looking for some type of change. For some, this comes in the form of a New Year's resolution, and for others, it's business as usual with some degree of alteration to how we do things. Depending upon where you are professionally, this could be starting a new business, or it could be growing in your current position, whether it's more sales for the salesperson, more leads and clients for the business owner, or becoming more active in networking uh, all the way around. The reality is no matter what you do, you must sell yourself, and it has to be done in dynamic fashion. So when we talk about an immediate impact or an immediate change that we can make within our own business or our own profession uh, to increase our image, we're talking about the elevator pitch. 
we're talking about that 30 seconds of prime time that we have with an individual where we're letting them know what it is that we can do, how we can make a difference in their lives, and why they should buy our product or our service. Let's examine its impact on your success. Think about the client relationship that you have and how you want to grow as a business. And let's change the way we think about this snapshot of who we are and what we do. The first question is, what is this elevator pitch? What is it? I mean, we hear it all the time. Is it me being in an elevator with someone and I'm pitching to them my idea of my business because I'm trying to get uh, investment dollars out of them? The purpose of an elevator pitch, and this is what it is. I want you, you can write this down if you're, if you're driving. Um, you know, don't don't write if you're driving. But if you're somewhere where you can take note, you can go back and write it down. The purpose of an elevator pitch is to describe a situation or solution so compelling that the person you're with wants to hear more even after the elevator ride is over. Now, this doesn't have to always take place in an elevator. OK, even though that's the description of it, um, it can be at a networking event. You're still giving your elevator pitch or it can be at uh, a trade show, you know, at your booth. You're, you're still giving your elevator pitch because let's face it a lot of people a lot of us even yourself when you're being sold you don't have time to to hear out the full scale of what somebody does so what do many of us do when we're asked what do we do we basically give the profession that we're in okay we may say I'm a real estate agent or I'm an accountant or I'm a business coach or I sell pest control whatever it is but why is this elevator pitch important it helps by having your ideas organized. And if I'm prepared, when someone asks that question, it puts me in a very, very more favorable light with the individual. You ever been at a networking event and asked that question to somebody and the response they gave you was just that? I sell houses. What do you do? I sell houses. Oh, you must be a real estate agent. Or I'm an accountant. Oh, so you must look at numbers all day. Or I'm a business coach. A business coach. So how's your team doing? Yon, yon, yon. I mean, these are these are these are answers that are very simplistic and it really does not resonate with the person that you may be speaking with. So what do you do? Take the card, move on to the next person. Now, you may think you have the best idea in the world and you may or you may be the best candidate for a job. Don't overestimate the amount of interest that a person will give you and your product if your pitch acts as a buffer and it gives the ends and it shows the value of you and your idea in the smallest time frame possible. So let's make a change real quick to those three uh, uh, industries that we talked about. For a real estate agent, I sell houses. There's two facets of the real estate profession. We could be selling or we could be helping someone purchase. So let's let's look at the example from a selling a sales perspective. I'm selling to an investor prospect. This will be a this will be a more dynamic approach to an elevator pitch that I can give for an investor. What I do is help investors identify the hidden cachet of available multi-million dollar homes that are truly once in a lifetime deals and show them how they can buy these homes with no money down and become an overnight millionaire. I just did two things. I showed you what I could do and I solved a problem for you. Let's look at the perspective from a buyer. I help frustrated homeowners who are struggling to sell their homes in these financially troubling times to sell their homes in 29 days or less and for top dollar. Guaranteed. Now that last part really resonates because if you're a prospective buyer and a realtor comes to you and tells you, not only am I helping a frustrated homeowner who may have had their house on the market for 120 days, but I'm guaranteeing you that I can sell your house in 30 days or less. That's results. And I cannot just give that claim without backing it up.
So now you want to know more. If I can sell your house in 30 days, I'm almost positive that I can get your business. Now let's look at the accountant example. Um, for an accountant, what do you do? I'm an accountant. Okay, well, let's be more specific. Let's show what we can do and let's see if we can uh, address the needs of the prospect. So here's an example of an elevator pitch for an accountant. I add the greatest amount of profits to my client's bottom line in the shortest amount of time for the least amount of their effort and with the lowest amount of their capital expenditure and risk involved. Just hit on every point. Let's take a look at that again. I add the greatest amount of profit to my client's bottom line in the shortest amount of time. What is that doing? It's allowing my prospect to see that what's important to them is important to me. The bottom line within your business is what's most important and I understand that. I'm addressing that right off the top. For the least amount of their effort, for the least amount of your effort, you won't have to do very much. Allow me to be the person that does it for you and with the lowest amount of their capital expenditure and risk involved. We can do it at a very minimal amount. So we're doing all of these things. We're, we're showing and we're dressing with this potential uh, prospect or individual that we're talking to. Now they want to know more. Here's the business coach example. I'm a business coach. I'm a business coach. What do you do? Okay, I coach. So here's the example. I conduct 45-minute business turnarounds where I find a minimum of $10,000 in additional profit hidden in your business. Well, sign me up because I want to know where more revenue within my business is. In each of these examples, we identified a problem and gave a solution. How can prospects not want to know more? Not forgetting however that the role of the elevator pitch is to entice future conversations so what we want to do is ask a question or the opinion of the recipient following this elevator pitch so let's go back to the example for the business coach I conduct 45 minute business turnarounds where I find a minimum of ten thousand dollars in additional profit hidden in your business is this something that you would like me to help you with or do you know anyone that could possibly use my assistance? So here now you've opened the door to a potential prospect because you've addressed the problem. Maybe for maybe not necessarily for the person that you're talking to, but potentially for someone that they know. As opposed to just saying I'm a business coach because who needs a business coach right now today? Maybe no one. But who needs to find more money within their business and grow it? Every business owner. So if I can hit that area by saying I'm finding a minimum of $10,000 in additional profit hidden in your business, who wouldn't want to know more? A, a, a very good question to ask after your elevator pitch. So let's, let's go back to the accounting example. I add the greatest amount of profits to my client's bottom line in the shortest amount of time for the least amount of effort and with the lowest amount of their capital expenditure. What about yourself? Okay, so now I've just given my elevator pitch and I'm enticing the conversation by asking the other person, what about them? So it doesn't seem to be an awkward conversation. Um, but you can be more specific, as, as, as we said before, by asking, uh, is there anyone that you know that could use my help? Um, these are all questions that can be successful 
and entice a conversation to happen. Elevator pitch. Let's work on it in the new year and let's find additional business for you by just the way that you approach a conversation with someone and you're not selling them. You're just telling them what it is that you do. You show them what you can do and you address a problem. So there you have it. You've crafted your pitch. Now go rehearse it in the mirror and you're ready for an opportunity that the world, any opportunity that the world may throw at you. Half the success of sales or gaining investments or work uh, in, in business as a business owner often lies in seizing opportunities. And one of the ways that we can do that is by having a dynamic elevator pitch so that each time we come in contact with someone, we can tell them exactly what it is that we do and show them that we can potentially help them or someone that they know. So make your pitch and become the person that you want to be in 2019. Whether it's personal brand image, whether it's you as a business owner, or even if you're working for someone and you're an employee, you can sell yourself. And it's all about change. It's all about change. So let's address that change by understanding who we are. And let's sell ourselves more to get more opportunities come our way in the new year. Next time on Take Action, we will have a guest who owns her very own hairstyling business. And we will be discussing the USP, or Unique Selling Proposition. Now, go and make some money.